The serpent will use people that we trust to influence us, whether family, co-workers, social media, influencers, so-called friends, etc., to get people to doubt God and his word. You're now in June to the Heaven Bound Broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. Opposite can be defined as a person or position on the other side of a person, position, or idea. Many times things or people that oppose us can sometimes be a source of conflict with the potential of becoming combative or aggressive or eager to fight or even become argumentative. To be opposite of someone suggests that I have a contrary or difference of thinking, talking, maybe a different viewpoint or a different opinion. Now, when it comes to manifesting Philippians 2 and 5, I can expect to be in opposition with certain views, certain thinking, certain talking, those things that do not align with the will of Christ. I might as well prepare myself to be in opposition with those who promote fear rather than faith, promote trusting in man's ability rather than God's ability, operate in pride as opposed to humility, believe in bringing God his tithes and his offering as opposed to keeping his tithes and his offering. His thoughts and his values must dominate my life. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So I need to allow or permit his mind, his thoughts, his values, his opinions, his ideas, his concepts, his way of doing things be in me that was in Christ Jesus. And when I do not operate in the mind of Christ, I could be wavering. Wavering could be taking place in my mind. Let's go to the book of James chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7. Because we don't want to waver. We want to make sure that we get everything that God has for us. John, excuse me, James chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So notice when you doubt, it says you're wavering, you're opposing or you're hesitant, and you're like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. But when you do that, do not think you will receive anything from the Lord. You might get a paycheck, you might get friends to like you, but the Bible says you don't receive anything from the Lord. And I want everything that God has for me. Everything. Everything was passed out. Was that being? I just want what barely God given me. No, I want whatever God wants me to have. See, y'all remember that uh, the the, uh, the man with the talent. One had five, and he doubled up his five and got ten. You know what the Bible says? He got that one who's buried his talent. He got that talent too. 
So God gave him more than what he originally had asked for. And God will do the same thing for us if we don't waver. Now, the question comes up, why the mind of Christ? Why do we need the mind of Christ? We find this in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 8 and verse 9. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 8 and verse 9. The Bible reads as follows. For my faults are not your faults, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my faults than your faults. So the Bible says, for my faults, my plans, my purposes, my actions are not your faults, nor are your ways, your manner of, your manner of thinking, you, uh, my your moral character, my moral character, or my manner of doing things. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, God's character and nature are not natural to us. They're not natural to us. Thus, we must repent, ask God to forgive us, receive salvation, and petition God for the Holy Spirit to come into our lives, fill us, refresh us, and revive us, and to reveal to us the faults and the ways of God. So when we hear the word, we are going to abide in it. See, when you have, when you understand God's way of doing things, you understand his thoughts, you understand his ways, and his thoughts and his ways are not in natural thinking. Natural thinking don't quite comprehend why when the Bible says you don't have enough, he wants you to give. God's way of thinking says this, says, you know, when you want something, ask in my name to a God you can't see, but you're doing it by faith, and you're going to be blessed by it. Ask, seek, and knock, and you receive the things that God wants you to have. It doesn't comprehend with natural thinking. And see, when you're trying to do natural thinking versus spiritual thinking, they oppose one another. They oppose one another. And we need the mind of Christ in order to receive what God wants us to have. And so when we hear the word of God, we need to let the word abide in us. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2 and verse 24. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 24. The Bible reads as follows. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. So therefore, let that abide in you. Let that remain in you. Don't let it depart. Continue in what you heard from the beginning. From the beginning. What did you hear in the beginning? You heard salvation. You heard what God said when he, when he meant by salvation. So when God says, I'm going to deliver you, don't let that go. Because God is still delivering us. When God says, you're going to protect you, don't let that go. That means God will deliver you. After he delivers you, he protects you. And thirdly, he will prosper you. And pro- simple definition of prosperity is to cause you to be better. You're going to be better than when you first started out. So I'm going to be delivered, protected, and prosper. And then we got to let that 
abide in us. Don't let it go anywhere. Don't let the enemy steal it from you. Don't let the enemy try to take that from you because you heard it from the beginning and it's still going to be working in your life as you walk this Christian journey. And as the Holy Spirit teaches and guided us, we begin to see more of the nature and the character of Christ develop in our lives. In other words, what we what used to be his ways and his thoughts become our thoughts and our ways of doing things. His ways and his thoughts are revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, we have faults and traits and ways of doing things that oppose Christ that would try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. See, Paul also gives us instructions on how to deal with the ideas, the attitudes, the thoughts, and the mindsets that do not align with the mind of Christ. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So we're casting down. We got to forcefully pull down and lower any arguments or imagination and reason and conclusion in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom of God. And I like that word casting down because you got to forcefully get the thoughts out of your mind. We got to get it out. You can't let it stay there because it's not going to bring anything good into your life. And then the Bible says this, and you're going to bring into, you gonna bring every thought, every, and thought is an interesting word because it means evil purpose or evil intention into captivity, capture a person's mind to the obedience or the compliance of Christ. See, last week we learned how to cast down the accuser in our mind. We learned why it's so important, it's an important duty of a Christian to be proactive and not letting the accuser plant faults in our mind that will lead us to not accomplishing the will of God. We also learned how important it is once you cast the fault down, you got to replace it with the word of God. Just don't cast, don't cast the thought down and don't replace it with the word of God because the devil is just waiting to put his thoughts back in your mind. Just wait. Just wait. Just, just trying to sneak around the corner. And what I mean by that, he's got a social media post he's waiting to get in your mind. He's got something on YouTube he wants to get in your mind. He's got something on Facebook he wants to get in your mind. He's just waiting to get a thought back in your mind. You cast down that negative thought, but the enemy is lurking around waiting to put a thought back in your mind. He'll send a co-worker. He'll send a friend. He'll send a loved one to send a thought in your mind. How many, and you know what I'm talking about too, because you ever not been thinking about anything if somebody said something and just, I was sitting here just enjoying my life, and somebody got to send me a text. I'm sitting here just enjoying uh, TV, trying to enjoy my meal, and I had to look at that phone. Y'all know how we looked at the phone, don't you? Couldn't hardly finish the rest of your meal when you looked at that phone, could you? That's why I don't even barely look at mine. Somebody text me, "Mm, don't want to see that. (laughs) I'll look at it later. Well, I'm going to enjoy my meal. Because you got you to gotta re, replace every thought you cast down 
Don't sit there and think the enemy ain't trying to replace them thoughts that were cast down. You think you're just going to get away with not, oh, yeah, I cast down, I'm okay the way I am. No, the enemy fighting you. This is a war going on, and we got to win. There's a war going on, and we got to win. We got to win. Now, we also learn when the accuser was cast down, he was cast down to earth. Go to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. The book of Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9. The Bible says this. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now remember, when he came to earth, he was a deceiver. He was he caused people to stray. He's trying to lead people away from the right way. What's the right way? John 14 and 6 tells us this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by, through me. See, Satan is busy on earth trying to deceive people, deceive the whole world by causing people to wander away from God. And see, Satan was a deceiver in heaven and came to earth as a deceiver. See, he didn't change his nature because he got kicked out. He, when he left earth, excuse me, left heaven, he was a deceiver. He came down here to earth, he was a deceiver. And so the enemy is still trying to deceive people today. And this is the thing you must understand. He doesn't care where you go as long as you don't go toward Christ. He, he, you can go anywhere. You can go to another religion. You can go to a, a social media account, or you can go to anything else, but long as you don't go toward Christ. And I thought about it from this standpoint. I, uh, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 3. We'll go there. Go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Back then, when Adam and Eve were dealing with uh, the devil, there were not many choices to choose from for them to go to. Now, you got choices everywhere. Your phone has access to choices. Your phone has access to choices. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself going to places you ain't got no business going. And those very things will lead you away from Christ. It used to be just television would lead you away. But now, a teenager can go to their room and be led away from Christ. Y'all missed that one. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching right now. Listen, you don't understand. You should be only 2, 5, and 11. TV cut off at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Y'all don't know about TV cutting off, do you? And the fuzz coming on about. You'll be wide awake, but you ain't watching no TV tonight. Because <laughs> that thing is gone. Gone. I'm talking about gone. And then the next morning, come on, whatever time it came on. I never saw many times it came on, but I was I just see it at night. Well, I guess that's it. If me watching TV, one much choices. Are y'all following me? But now you got access to many choices. TV can stay on 24 hours a day. You can watch, you can order stuff on pay-per-view and watch it. You can get a subscription to a channel and watch stuff 24 hours a day. And sometimes you ain't even gotta put, listen, now I'm not a personal fan of it, but you can watch television on your phone. I got to be able to see the TV. If I'm going to watch the television program. I'm going to have to see it. I need the screen up there so I can see it. Some people watch the programs on their phone. And be content. 
Be content. I mean, they just watch programs on their phone. But you got to be careful that it don't lead you away from Christ. That's the thing I'm talking about. And I want you to get that in your spirit. Don't let it lead you away from Christ. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you should not eat of every tree of the garden? Notice he was cunning. He, he's still crafty. He's still sly. And see, Satan is shrewd. He's quick, practical, and intelligent and subtle. Precise to the point that's not obvious. See, Satan knows how to judge people that matters in a way where many times we are deceived, we're tricked, and we're trapped by things that we like, embrace, and believe are best for us. You can think something is good for you and turn out to be bad for you. I didn't get many amens right there. Let me say that. Let me put it to you right like this then. You can think a person's good for you and turn out to be bad for you. Mm. You can think that she fine, but she was bad for you. He looked good, but he was bad for you. You got to understand what the enemy can use against you because he's cunning and deceptive. He working ways we will not even know what's happening. I've seen many times where people have got caught under the trap of the, of the enemy by listening to their lies and their deception. And he's still doing that today. He's a deceiver. He's a deceiver. He opposes the will of God. Satan was and still is crafty and shrewd in a manner that caused Adam and Eve to be exposed to sin. He got into thinking and began to lead their thoughts away from what God has spoken to them. And even though Adam and Eve chose to commit the offense and oppose God and his word, the, ser- the serpent was subtle in his approach that led to the fall of mankind. And this we need, you need to know. He is still doing the same thing today. He's cunning and he's crafty. And he gets people away from the will of God. And you got you to be careful that he doesn't lead you away from the will of God. The serpent will use people that we trust to influence us, whether family, co-workers, social media, influencers, so-called friends, etc., to get people to doubt God and his word. He'll begin to whisper in our ear, it don't take all that. It don't take all that. It's okay to miss a service or two. You'll be all right. You ain't the pastor. You can miss a service or two. Oh, you don't really need to go to Wednesday night Bible study. Why do I need to study my sermon notes? I heard what the pastor said. I, like, I don't need to study no more the rest of the week. I'm okay because I heard everything he said. I was in the service. I don't even need to pick my Bible up no more the rest of the week. I don't even need to pray no more the rest of the week. I prayed when the person did the introductory prayer. I prayed with them for a whole 10 minutes. I'm good for the whole week. The enemy will lie to you and tell you that you're okay the way you are. And I'm telling you right now, that's a lie. You are not okay the way you are. You need to make sure that you pray every day. Then the Bible tells us, pray without what? That's it. Pray without season. And it's reason he tell you to pray without season. Pray without season is not for God. Let me let that sink in. Pray without season is not for God. It is for us. From the pulpit to the pew, it's for all of us. 
When he says study to show thyself approved for God, let me tell you something. That's not just talking to me. It's talking to all of us. We got to study. Study scripture because you're going to need it. Whatever you study, it's a reason you study it. And the enemy will keep dropping subtle words to make it more tempting for us to stray away from the will of God. And before we know it, we'll be going one way and God will be going another way. Just like he did in the garden. Just like he's doing to people today. Getting us going in different directions. The enemy is shrewd in how he conducts business in a manner that will cause long-time believers to stray from the faith. God don't care how long you've been, excuse me, the devil don't care how long you've been saved. He will try to get you to stray away from the faith. And I, and I saw this in my own personal life. I saw people I used to admire in the faith. And I, I've told you this more than one time. I'm keep on telling you this. They were saved a number of years. I said, boy, if I could be saved like them, I'd be all right. I found out years later. Sad. Just sad. That's why I remember the devil's been working on mankind since the encounter with Adam and Eve in the garden. He's been working on man for thousands of years. He knows how to deceive man. He knows how to deceive man. Devil's not a novice, y'all. Yeah, I know. You think you 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 smarter than the devil, and I think you, you got the devil's address and telephone number and everything else, and you got it, you, you can wrap them up and everything. But don't let the devil fool you, y'all. It's a reason he, he came to steal, he come to kill, and he come to destroy. He's been doing it for thousands of years. Thousands of years. He, he's not here. He's not the novice, y'all. And some of us, most of us are not smart enough to mess with the devil. We're not smart enough. That's why we need the mind of Christ. We need the mind of Christ. Even though the devil was cast down to earth, the Bible lets us know his nature has not changed. Based on the biblical description given to us, he is still, he still has the same nature. He is a thief and he is a liar. And he's still thieving and he's still lying. Even in 2023, he's still thieving and he's still lying. Mm-hmm. Somebody should say amen right there. Because let me tell you something, he probably lied to you. You know in 2023, he don't lie to you? Not to me. Yeah, he lied to you. Mm-hmm. He lied. He lied to all of us. He's still lying. Go to Revelation 12 and 10. Revelation 12 and 10. His nature from the time he was in heaven, he was an accuser. He brought about accusations. He was a fault finder. He challenged people. He criticized people. Well, you know, the devil would be criticizing. Mm -hmm. He probably criticized you to me. And vice versa. Criticize folks. Let me tell you, you ain't live long enough till you be sitting there and, and you be like, oh, I love you, baby. Ten minutes later, you, you want to criticize. You, you ain't live long enough till you've had this, your friend, your loved one, your boo, your whoever, your child. Child be sweet. Day before, wake up today. Is this the same child that went to sleep last night? Accuse him. He accused him. He accused him. I hate when people say, like, well, you, you just like the devil. Y'all know how evil the devil is, though. You don't know how evil the devil is. Let me tell you something. Folks, what do you think? Playing with the devil. The devil will steal, he'll kill, he'll destroy. 
And it don't matter how we do it, neither. And, and I, I'm, let me remind you something I said recently. I'm going to keep on telling you this. The devil does not fight you fair. He does not fight you fair. He will not fight you fair. He will, listen, you say, well, it shouldn't be a fair fight. The devil will not fight you fair. He'll tell you it's fair, and then he'll have a rock behind his back. He will not fight you fair. Revelation 12, verse 10, that I heard a loud voice in heaven, a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brother who accused, who accused, he accused, he brought accusations, he found fault, he criticized, he brought up charges, he brought incriminating evidence, he brought suspicion, he indicted them before our God day and night. Day and night, day and night, day and night. Isn't that a long time? Can you imagine somebody come to you accusing somebody day and night? On the phone. Let me tell you what they did. Day and night. Just constantly talk about what somebody did. Somebody did. Even in heaven, he was bringing accusations to God about who? The brethren. The brethren are fellow believers in Christ. He were bringing accusations against the brethren. Not the angels, but the brethren. Now, we can conclude if he's bold enough to bring accusations before God about us as believers, he is beyond bold enough to bring accusations to us about our sisters and brothers in Christ. Why would he do that? Good question. I'm glad you asked me. Could it be that Satan wants to take away our support system? that God had placed in our lives. Our sisters and brothers in Christ who are striving to be Christ-minded and they will benefit us by praying with us, encouraging us, speaking the truth in love to us so we can grow thereby, supporting us to be the best Christian that we can be. Could it be he's trying to separate us from that? Remember, the devil tried to separate you from your support. He tried to separate from the ones who were praying for you. Separate from the ones who would speak the truth and love to you. Separate you. And, oh, thank you, Lord. You, you have a, there's probably been one or two times as a parent that the enemy has tried to come between you and your child to separate you. Even though you're paying all the bills. Even though you don't want putting food on, on the table. Even though you don't want God they, paying their cell phone bill. They, the, look how y'all looking at me now. Even though you the one, like when, when they need to pick it up, who do, who paying the insurance? Who got the gas money? Who fixing their car? And now they got the nerve to raise their little chest up at you. My child ain't done it in a long time, but I still. <laughs> Woo! I'm telling you, it'll, it'll, it'll take you somewhere. Well, maybe not y'all, but me, all right. Just me, just me, hallelujah. You think I would raise up my mama like that? But woo-wee, still scared today. <laughs> she put the fear of mama in me. <laughs> woo, Job chapter one. Job chapter one. Go look at verse six through 12. We'll see a, a similar experience that the enemy brought up. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before 
the Lord, and Satan also came among them. No, Satan got kicked out. Now he's coming back up. He's coming back up and he's talking to God. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So, so Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. So notice something that he was on the earth. Remember he got kicked out in Revelation chapter 12. He's on the earth. Now he's up there before God. Job chapter 1, verse 6 through 12. We're going to be going in that scripture. And so, and the Lord says, saying, where do you come? Let me say, when God asks a question, he's really not looking for information. Don't never think God don't know what he's asking you. He's not looking for information. He knows exactly where Satan was. But he's like anybody, you know, he want to make sure that Satan knew that I know. I know where you've been. You get that? God knows everything, y'all. He knows everything. So we ask, where you been? He knew he had been. You think the earth, the earth's so small to God. He's like, man, I know where everybody is. I know where you at. I know where your cousin at. I know where your next blessing at, too. I know where your next financial blessing coming, too. I know everything about you. That's why I'm not worried about you. Because I know I'm going to supply the need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I know I'm going to heal your body. I know I'm going to deliver you. I know you're coming out of this. I know things about you because I'm God. That's for somebody in the sanctuary. But Now, and so he asked questions. Now, let me say something about you. This, you see this happen with Job, right? Peter saw the same thing. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Let's go there real quickly. Coming back to it. If you miss all these scriptures, the podcast will be dropping this week, okay? First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. He was walking around, and, and, and Peter saw the same thing that God already knew about. He knew that he'd been walking around, but look who you're doing. He looked for somebody to devour. He's looking for somebody to devour. You got to know your enemy. You got to, don't walk around here. Well, the devil ain't bothering me. He's looking for somebody to devour. Now, go back to Job chapter 1, verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on earth. A blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Now, well, I found very, a lot of interesting points in this, but one thing I thought about was this. At this particular time, there was none like him on the earth. One that was blameless, one that was upright, one who fears God, and one who shuns evil. That's why God said, I need to give my people the Holy Spirit. I need to give my people the Holy Spirit. So in turn, they can be blameless, upright, fear God, and shun evil. Because it was just one at that particular time, or not many, but we know now, I'm looking at a sanctuary full of them. Y'all should have said amen right there. Boy, that was good teaching. God, that was good teaching. Let me prove it to you. Romans 8, 19. Romans chapter 8, verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Remember, son, it's not a gender thing. It's about your position as a child of God. 
He is, God is manifesting his spirit in the lives of his people. One who fears God, shuns evil, upright, and so forth. Verse 9, so Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a head? Now, now, hold on, hold on. Let me back up. I saw something. I want you to notice something that God brings up what Job has on the inside. But Satan brings up what everybody could see or you could see not outside. In other words, he saw things on the outside, but he didn't know what Satan, um, excuse me, what Job had on the inside. <laughs> watch this, watch this. Have you considered, excuse me, have, for verse 9, so Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? Notice that the Satan had went around every side to find a place he can get in, couldn't find one. Y'all missed that day. He ran on every door, trying to find every door. All on a lot. All on a lot. All on a lot. If he could have found one opening, he would have came in. You got to watch that because the enemy found one opening, he'll come in. Yeah, y'all missed it. You got to stay with me. Stay with me now. He tried, he tried to go around, but God had locked the door. See, sometimes you might forget to lock the door, but God will not forget to lock the door. I need God to lock the devil out of my life. <laughs> Woo! Because if he... Let, 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 let me get out of there. Let me, let me go on a little farther. You made a hedge around him and his household and all that he has on every side. Notice this. You have blessed the work of his hands outwardly. And his possessions have increased in the land. Even the devil know when you're blessed. <laughs> Look, I, I thought about this. I can't prove it, but this is a thought that came across my mind. I believe that God blessed Job just to show other folks. <laughs> he was bragging on Job. He said, uh-huh, Look, I got my servant right here. Look at him. He blessed. Mm-hmm. And I said, think about us in the sanctuary. When you are Christ-minded, he will bless you as well. He will bless you as well. And now he goes on here. You have blessed the work of his hands and possessions that have increased in the land. Verse 11. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. And, and the Lord knows the beginning from the ending. And the Lord said to Satan, behold. All that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. All right, I'm going to let you do something, but there's only certain things you can do to Job. There's a stipulation. There's a limit that he's going to do. So anytime the devil comes in your life, he's got limits. He got limits. He got limits. He will not let you go through anything that you can't bear. He would, and I appreciate that because sometimes I don't feel like I can take it. But God knows me better than I know myself because he knows how to stretch my faith. He is the best personal trainer you will ever have. You think you only pray once a week. Okay, <laughs> let me work him out a little bit. Next thing you know, you're praying five days a week. Whoa, I never thought I'd do that. You thought you'd never be reading the Bible like you're reading it now. But your personal trainer, the Holy Spirit, he'll have you reading scripture every day. Oh, you thought you could never confess. 
I never skip a meal. Look at you fast in two or three days. Don't even think nothing about it. Boy, I tell you what, God know how to mess you up, don't he? Got you working out like you never worked out before. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, you follow me here. God knows how to work you out. Here you go. You ain't miss a service in years. You come every Sunday. You come every Wednesday. And it used to be a time you thought you would never be at church like you at church now. God know how to work you out, don't he? He know how to work you out. But he knows the limits you can bear. I thank God he knows the limits I can bear. A few more points to consider. Satan is before God again. Satan is still an adversary who opposes and attacks God's interests. He's on the move. He brings accusations. If he did it, Job, he's going to bring accusations against us too. Be it family, supervisors, friends, etc. Let me tell you something. That's why you need to pray over your job. Because the enemy is going to bring accusations through your supervisor. And you need God to intervene on your behalf. Thank y'all for the five amen. Keep praying for the rest of us, okay? I'm telling you where you work at right now. The enemy trying to bring accusations. If he could get you fired right now, he would. Because you go in that job praying for them people. You go in there talking about Jesus and Lord. And you are light. Of the light of Jesus going that job. You don't cuss like they cuss. You don't, you don't, you're not talking about, dog head a miserable Monday. You know, this is a day the Lord has made. You come in smiling and everything. You talk about the joy of the Lord is my strength. You and that job, amen, happy and everything. Because why? He's working in you. And the enemy said, I gotta get him out of here. I gotta get him out of here. I gotta get him out of here. But you know what, God said, I'm gonna hold him in there. Take y'all from the 10 amens right there. Y'all catch your name? Therefore, God going to pay you for what he do in your life. Ooh, thank you for paying me, God. And if God don't want to pay me here, if it stop there, he'll pay me somewhere else. Because he is our source and not the job. He is our source and not that place where you work at. He's your source. He got you there for a reason. He can get you any job in the world he wants you to have. And he'll get it to you. And you Let me get let me share a quick testimony. I'm going to be brief with it. I got so much I got to share with y'all, man. Good God Almighty. My wife worked at a school for years up in Bremen. Up in Bremen. And then one day she preached a message. I'm going to minister because they came to the house that night. She got the phone call. She preached that day. Somebody called you for a job you didn't even apply for. She preached, I'm like, she preached that thing too, boy. She told, she told that thing. She told it. She told it, boy. She told it. And you know what happened? That very evening, they called her about a job she didn't even apply for. And if God will do it for her, you know God to do it for anybody, Christ might. He do it for anybody. God not a respecter person. He saying God, he's saying yesterday, today, and forevermore. He'll open up a door that no man can shut. And he'll shut doors that no man can open. He know how to do it. He know how he, that's why he's taking care of you. Satan will accuse me, your pastor, or anybody else. Verse 8, the Lord suggested Job to say. 
uh, it was bragging on Job. Then, then, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. The Lord no doubt had confidence that Job would come out with the victory because Job's faith was not based on his possessions, but a relationship with Jesus. It was based on relationship. That's what keeps you, your relationship. Your relationship, not your paycheck, not, not uh, your status, not your title, but your relationship with Jesus. Because if the company shut down, you still need a relationship. I was listening to somebody talk the other day, and they said, hey, person that worked for a company for 20 years was in magazines and everything else. They let that person go. Let them go. Let them go. Talking about cutbacks and everything else. Let me tell you something. Some companies will cut you so quick and it'll make your head spin. Don't you ever get caught up with a company. You get caught up with God. Both people want to commit suicide when they lose a job. Well, I'm telling you, you, you got to be like, they let me go. That's they lost. You ain't saying it arrogantly. You ain't saying it like you, it's, it's, it's mean. But God is your source. You go in that, that's why you go in there praying for them people. You pray for the company. You pray for them to be blessed. Why? Because they hired you. That's why God put you there. He wants you to be a light unto the world. A light unto the world. So, verse 9, Satan begins to gather information on Job just like he gathers information on us. He starts to ask questions as well as plant seeds in our thinking. So, Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Does he honor and respect God for nothing? See, verse 10, Satan is trying to see how far he can go with Job. He knows he can only go so far as God will allow him. And the enemy can only go so far as he's allowed to go. There's some things he can't go do in your life. He won't to, but he can't. He can't. He's not going to let him. Mm. Verse 10, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, around all that he has on every side? You blessed or consecrated or prospered or respected the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. We see in verse 11 and 12 where Satan, excuse me, where Satan empowers Satan with certain stipulations. I'm grateful for God's stipulation that keeps limits on the power of the enemy. Then in verse 11 and 12 in Job chapter 1. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you, will speak evil uh, uh, against you. Curse means to speak evil against you to your face. And the Lord said to say, you really don't know my sermon, Job. Now, I might not put Richard out there, but I, I, I can put Job out there. <laughs> I said it funny, but you got to know who you are. You got to know. And Joe and God knew exactly who Job was. He didn't call nobody else. Now, if you notice that, then I ain't got but one or two like Job out there. I can't be putting everybody else out there like them other ones there. Because they get in a situation what Job getting ready to go through. People like, God, God. You know, when they go through something bad, they always blame God. When they're good, it's because they're good luck or some crazy thing like that. That's the kind of person that you don't want out there, the people that believe in luck and stuff like that. You want people to understand that God is blessing them. That God is blessing them. Notice this, even when things are not going the way you think they ought to go, 
You say, God is still blessing me. God is still blessing me. It's not going the way I thought it should go, but hey, God is still blessing me. It's not going the way I thought it should, but God is still blessing me. You know God can bless you in the middle of a trial. Do you know that God can bless you in the middle of your tribulations? That God is not limited by your lack of what you're going through. God is still faithful despite what you go through. I appreciate God being faithful despite what I go through. So Satan left. He left. Notice where he left from. The presence of the Lord. Mm, mm -mm. That's something to say, right? Now, all that's been said, I want to take about a few more minutes to talk about the two personality or character traits of the enemy that opposes the mind of Christ, which is our main focus for today. See, my personality reflects my character and my nature. It's who I am when no one else is looking. Now, two personality character traits that oppose the mind of Christ. Number one, the personality trait of a thief. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, the thief and embezzler does not come except to steal. Take something away without permission. And to kill, I'm going to slay a cause death figuratively, figuratively and literally, and to destroy, render useless, cause ruin, ruin. And Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The devil is a thief. He's a thief. He's a false teacher. He opposes the truth in God's written and revealed word. He's going to oppose the truth, y'all. A thief will steal. He'll steal out your dreams. He'll rob you of your youthfulness and such life. He even try to steal your health if you let him. He will. He'll try to steal your mind. He'll try to steal your mind. That's one thing he would definitely try to do is steal your mind. Have you, look, he have you thinking all kinds of crazy thoughts. You'll be sitting in a room by yourself with nobody in there, and you can't hardly move because you fear. Fear will be overtaking you. And God has not given us a spirit of what? But a power, love, and a what? You've got to understand the enemy, how he works. So in turn, you won't fall prey to the enemy. You'll overcome him just like God wants us to. A thief will kill. He'll kill your desire to grow spiritually and naturally. He'll come after your desire to want to be in church, to pray, to study. He'll come after that. He'll come after it. And let me say this to you. He comes after all of us. And it's not a big thing he'll come after. It'll be subtle. Subtle. It'll be something like, oh, you know, you read scripture last night. You ain't got to read no more tonight. Subtle. Man, you spent two hours last night. Man, you take your break. You deserve a break today. He'll say, let's wait till you go to bed and start reading. Am I the only one that work on? Get in that bed and start reading sideways. I guess the Bible ain't never hit you in the, in the side of the face. Phone ain't never hit you. Phone, bam. <laughs> yeah, they never have none of y'all. Okay, just me. Okay, just, just, just don't fall for what I fell for, okay? Don't fall for what I fell for. Okay. Uh, you got to know yourself. 
got to know yourself. A thief will destroy. He'll destroy your confidence, your peace, your happiness, your family, your career, and the list goes on. A thief will, will even destroy your gift to teach, to intercede, to sing, and such like in God's house. He'll, he'll, he'll steal it. He'll steal it. He'll destroy it. You, got, you had gifts and talents and abilities, but you gave it over to the thief. You could be working in God's house, but you gave it over to the thief. There's some people out here who probably can sing, I sing me, but won't even grab a microphone and practice and learn words and get taught the word of God. So in turn, they can do, they could be, a, I mean, some people can do customer service so smoothly, but won't even do it because why? The thief got you. The thief got you. See, a, a thief opposes the mind of Christ. We can see that in, in the latter part of John 10, 10. The latter, the latter part of, uh, says this, I have come that they may have life, real and genuine life, that they may have it more abundantly, exceed or advantage life. Jesus came that we might have a life devoted to God. He came that I can have a blessed life, and God will give us the advantage to make us the head and not the tail. He will give us the advantage to turn the heart of the king, the supervisor, the CEO, the owner of organization in our favor. God gives advantage. He brings increased promotion, peace, and lasting prosperity. Woo! And I thank God for what God does in my life. Uh, and God will give you the advantage, y'all. God will give you the advantage. I'm, I, I tell these stories. I try to tell you that story. I tell you these events. I try to tell you these things so you'll know that God is doing what he said in his word. I want you to understand that God's not a respecter of persons, y'all. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for my family, he'll do the same thing for you. I, I, I laugh sometimes because I told a friend of mine this story one time. I said, listen. My daughter right now can pick up the phone and call four or five superintendents of schools right now. Personal cell phone. Personal cell phone number. And he just laughed. He said, come on, man, you kidding me. Yes, right now. She can pick up a call supervisor one, supervisor two, super, superintendent one, superintendent two, superintendent three, superintendent four. Just call her. Just call her. Just call her. Listen, she was barely out of college. I could call them just like that. It's like calling the CEO of a corporation. They got about four or five. I call the CEO of IBM. I call the CEO of AT&T. I call the CEO of Walmart. I call the CEO of Target. I just got that personal phone cell phone. And when they call me, they're going to answer because they know it's me. See, they see your number. <laughs> and, and that's something you got to understand. God is not a respecter of persons. When God will put you in places of favor, God will put you in places of where you can have things that other people don't have. That's God giving you the advantage. That's God giving you the advantage. And don't take the advantage for granted. Tell God, thank you when he gives you that kind of, kind of favor. God, I thank you. I can call so-and-so. And God will hear my cry. Are y'all fine? The person will call, will answer when I call them. Or they'll call me right back. Hey, what you need, Dobbs? And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. The next personality trait we're going to talk about, the last one, is the personality trait of a liar. 
John 8, 44. You are, you, you, are, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own re- resources, for he is a liar. A person who does not tell the truth. One who breaks someone's faith. A faithless man and the father of it. When I say the father, he infuses people's spirits with lies. He's the author of lies. See, lies, there are different types of lies. Lies of omission, leaving out key details that help people that can help his or her situation. Lies of exaggeration, overemphasizing or making something bigger than it is. Lies of fabrication, inventing information and making up stuff. Y'all know folks to make up stuff. Lies to blame others, placing fault or responsibility on others. Well, you know you're the one who did it. And lies of denial, refuse to admit the truth. See, the, the devil's there is no truth in him. When he speaks or he tells a lie, it's from his own resources or his personal resources. He is the liar. He is the father, the founder, and the originator of lies. Can't nobody lie like the devil. The devil can look you straight in the face, not even, listen, not, not even blink and lie, 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 lie. Y'all remember that time my wife called me a liar, boy? She said, my, 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 my husband is, used to be a liar, and she was right. Because <laughs> I lied. I ain't gonna lie. I can look at the face, baby. You know, ain't nobody but you. You are the only one for me, baby. I was smooth with it, too. But I thought I was anyway, but I had devils in me, brother. <laughs> devils with a capital S. 15 exclamation points out of it. You follow me? I had them, boy. I had them. And they used to work with me, too. I ain't gonna lie to you. They used to work with me. Woo! I'm just, I got people I need to know. They need to know, hey, you need to be delivered. I'm, I, I'm yours ever. <laughs> I need to be delivered. My lie was so good, man. I, I, I thought they were pretty. I said, man, that was good. I need to walk away thinking that was a good lie right there. I was a lie. And, post, and see, people that lie deceive themselves. They deceive themselves. They think what they're saying, it's the good right here. I'm going to get away with it now. I had an old gentleman tell me one day, nobody got a good enough memory to remember a lie. And I said, ooh, that's good. I said, yeah, boy, you're right about that. Because some lady going to catch up on you. And they're going to speak and start saying, now, hold on now. You said two weeks ago that you were at. Well, see, what happened was <laughs> a lie. But God can deliver you from your lies, though. God can deliver you from your lie. But see, lies oppose what? The truth. God's truth. They're, they're opposite. They're opposites. Just like the trace of the thief, we see ourselves thinking, talking, making decisions with misinformation, false information, stuff that we have made up. We are not operating as a Christ-minded believer. In fact, we're opposing the mind of Christ. We got an enemy, y'all, an opposer. He's skilled, subtle, and relentless. He is a thief, and he is a liar. But when you have understanding and insight, and you comprehend and you discern the personality and strategy of the enemy, it can help us to overcome 
prevail in victory, prevail over him in faith. Amen. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer request and testimonies to our website at OCCVR.org. That's OCCVR.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at OCCVR.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at OCCVR.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.